This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Confident Collective Podcast. It's Christina. And your girl, Rayanne. What's going on, Ray? Well, I have to tell you um, about one of my new most embarrassing moments that's ever happened to me in my life. Let me hear about it. <laughs> okay, so this past weekend, I was out. I, I met up with a couple friends. I was with a, a couple friends, okay? Mm-hmm. And my friend, we'll just call him B, his friend was there. Mm-hmm. So we're all having a good time. We're like drinking a little chocolate, you know, we're having a good time. Mm-hmm. And he, he, his friend keeps making like, you know, he, he, I was getting the vibes. I was picking up the vibes. Okay. He was like, wow, you look so good in those pants. He was like, B never tells me about like his attractive friends, like whatever, like saying all this stuff to me. Okay. And I was like, okay. And then he gets up to get a drink. And my friend, it was like, so you and T, huh? And I was like, Okay. I was like, I'm these are cute guys. Cute. I'm like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So the night goes on, the night goes on, we were vibing, we're vibing. And then there's one point we're like over my friend's house, we're standing in the kitchen, and he's like looking at me. And I it looked like you know when someone looks like someone wants to kiss you? Yeah. He's looking at me. So I just say, I feel like you want to kiss me right now. And he goes mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> He was like, I don't, mm. and I was just, I went into shock, but I couldn't let him, I couldn't let him know that I was in shock. Mm-hmm. Full out, in full on panic inside. Were there other on, people around you guys? Or were you, no, we were alone in the kitchen. Okay, thank goodness. Full on <laughs> panic, full on panic. But on the outside, I was like, okay, well, it looked like you wanted to kiss me. Then he walked away and I was left standing there. I was like, so he didn't say no. He just was like, Mm. No, he kind of was like, no, I don't like he, he didn't really say an answer. He kind of okay. was like, no, like he did say no, but he was kind of like being weird. Like it was like, mm, no, but like the, the interaction, how I can describe it through my drunk goggles mm-hmm. was a lot of like movement more than words. Okay. Like he was just so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, maybe mm. he was uncomfortable because he really did want to kiss you and he just didn't so, know how to react. So, so looking back, okay. So okay, I gotta, I gotta tell a full story because this is also new that I have guy friends, which if you've been here for a while, I've never really had guy friends before. Mm-hmm. Anywho, let's get on. Let me get back to the story. I'm sweating. It's so hot in here. It's so hot. <laughs> um, we can't have the air on while we're recording, but okay. So then I'm like, okay, I'm going home. I'm getting an Uber. So I get me and my friend an Uber and we're leaving and he calls me. He's like, why'd you leave? And I was like, the guy who you asked to kiss. Yeah. Oh yeah. He called me for, through my, his friend's phone. Oh, okay. But so I answered it thinking it was B. I was like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. And he was like, Oh, it's T where, where'd you go? And I was like, we left. Like yeah. I'm going home. It's three in the morning. And he's like, well, can I come? And I was like, Ro-, like my friend Rosie's staying with me. No, I'm going home. No. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he was like, come on, text me your address, text me your address. And I was like, what? Anyway, I ended up just texting them, go to bed, whatever. So I'm like, 100% he was into me. The next day, I was like, 100% he was into me. He was just nervous about kissing me for some reason, because I'm so funny and cool and pretty. Yeah, exactly. That he was so nervous. Exactly. So I wanted to... I wanted to really reassure myself with this theory. Mm-hmm. So I get to the gym on Tuesday, the day, like after the weekend. And I'm like, listen, guys, here's what happened. I'm like crazy. Or he was so into me. He was so nervous. And what they say, these guys fucking knocked me off my pedestal. What did they like, say? I have never been knocked what before. Did they say? I was like, wow, having guy friends is brutally honest. Yeah. Men are without, so honest. without flinching. One of them goes, he was horny and at the end of the night realized he did want to have sex with you, but he didn't want to kiss you at the time. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, that was like a dagger to the old heart. I was like, damn. I was like, no, no, no. Listen, he was saying this. He was saying this. He was like, nah, if he wanted to kiss you, he would have kissed you. He would have kissed you. See, men are so fucking They're simple. So simple and so straightforward. Yes. If to they be like honest, you, if they want to kiss you, they will make it happen. They were like, he just realized you left and was horny and wanted to have sex. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I appreciate the honesty, but I'm going to go with my theory. So, <laughs> okay. I'm going to stick with my theory. 
Anyway, um, I thought about that one for a few days on loop in my brain. Can I tell you how happy I am that you have guy friends now? I am literally so happy. I love them so much. I am so happy. <laughs> guy friends are the best. I know. I know. I love having guy friends. Um, well, I'm glad they kept it real with you. Sometimes you need that, you know? But also, it was pretty brutal. But I, I appreciated the honesty, but it was wild to me because girls would be so different. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, girl, he was so into you. Oh, my God. And I they, know. Without hesitation. Nah, he's just horny. I was like, cool, 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 cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Feeling good, guys. Thanks for that. So anyway. well, I'm glad that Rosie was staying over because otherwise. No, I wasn't going to have him come over anyway. I mean, I thought about it for a second and I was like, fuck no. Fuck no. You didn't want to kiss me in the kitchen and now you want to come over? The yeah. audacity. I was like, no, no. absolutely, absolutely not. not. No, no. So anyway. How's life been for you? Life's been good. Guys, I just turned 34 years old. She's 34. Oh my gosh. And it's so funny because I am so fucking awkward around my birthday. I don't, I've, I think I said this last year too. I don't know why like birthdays like give me so much anxiety and they really do. And something I've learned too is that something I'm really struggling with is like, I honestly in my head think I'm like the chillest person ever. I mean, you are chill. My husband thinks I'm crazy and a psycho and a control freak. Okay. And I real I'm really trying to loosen the reins. Okay. I will say. And it's I'm realizing it's so much of a challenge. And I think we talk a lot about this, but like, and I see so many people talking about it on TikTok too, is that like you want a guy to take control and like make all these initiatives. Yeah. But you also want to control the situation. And that is something that it's I'm hard. really struggling with is like wanting my husband to take control of things and like plan things and do more things. But then he always calls me out. And it's like, you don't, you say you want that, but you don't want that because every try, every time I try and do that, you don't allow me to, you control the situation. You want to know all the details you want this and that. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I just want to make sure you're doing it right. <laughs> I just want to make sure that like, you know, my standards, you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyways, this birthday, he like planned like a dinner for us um, to go out. And I like didn't know where it was. He like, literally, we just showed up to the place. It was the, I think honestly, the first time in so long that has happened because I was just like, okay, okay. He's like, let me just plan things for you. And then he planned like a, a day out with my friends, which was so cute because he like just, I didn't know about that either. He's like just taking control of it and it's been killing me. Finally, I figured out where it was because I like kind of made it. But see, me. he can do it. But he could do it. Did it feel good to have that taken off your plate? And it was still a little stressful. Okay, okay. It's still a little stressful, but actually nice at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I get it. And I think too with birthdays, like I think we just need to throw out this idea of like, it's okay to want it to be fun and be about you. Yeah. Like yeah. I think you need to just fully embrace that. Totally. And like, just like, I mean, last year I fucking planned a whole month of things for my birthday. I'm annoying as fuck. No, but that's, that's great. Like that makes it easier for everyone. I'm stressful. But also you're just a better planner than I am. I feel like you're a good planner. Really? Well, actually I, I, I'm a hundred percent take that back. Yeah. I don't think you are a very good. Really? I'm for sure not a good planner. (laughs) I was going to say, like, I feel like your vacations and stuff are always like two, like you're like, Oh, in two days I'm leaving. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I literally have like two trips planned right now. In my head and not a single thing booked. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. So you're a good planner. I guess so. I guess I'm a little more type A than you. Yeah. Well, nonetheless. Anyways, moral of the story is men can do things if you allow them to, (laughs) which is honestly something that, I mean, that's a whole other thing we need to get into is that whole like masculine, feminine energy thing. Mm -hmm. And we can get into that because I will say it's like, you have to let men, it's the whole thing. It was like, you have to let men get, get, do their step up and be in their masculine. But I'm like, well, if they've proven to me a hundred fucking times that they are incompetent, then I just don't have the patience. Wait, actually. Okay. So this week I also got, um, I like randomly had lunch with Daphne Oz. Who's like so nice. I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed, I know I DM'd you immediately. I know. So funny. And make a long story short. She was like, just came from doing this E segment before she came to me and we were talking about one of the e-hosts and I have to watch the segment and I'm kind of like going to butcher it, but pretty much he's like this, this gay man, Justin, 
And they had someone on before who was talking about relationships and how like she has to do everything. And I guess like he said, you're not letting your man do anything for you because you're doing it all. And like, she was like, and Daphne was telling me like, he called out this woman so quickly and I was like, wait a minute, that's so funny that he said that and that you're saying this because this is like something my friends and I talk about all the time is like feeling like men don't step up enough, but then like also maybe we aren't giving them the opportunity to do it. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like in my past relationship, I gave him plenty of opportunity and he did not. Um, I was also just talking to my brother who's dating now. <gasps> he is. He's dating and it's so cute and he's 24 He's a handsome man with a good job in Hoboken, guys. Let me just say, if you're a Jersey girl, if you're swiping on Hinge in Hoboken, city, you might you, find him. But he was just talking to me about dating and like, and how he's like struggling with it and the communication aspect of it. And so, oh gosh, thank God he doesn't listen to the podcast because he will fucking kill me for sharing this story. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you anyways. Um, so, anyways, he went on a date with this girl and he liked her, but um, he felt like afterwards he wasn't like. I think he started to get in his head that she didn't like him because he felt like the texting back and forth like wasn't going that great afterwards. And I think for him, he felt like now it's been a couple of days since we texted and there wasn't that much conversation. So he almost felt like awkward asking her out again. No. And I was like, okay, this is what you need to do. So tell me what you think about this advice. Okay. Lay it on me. I was like, if you have a good date with someone and you enjoyed hanging out with them that night, or like the next day, like text them and be like, Hey, like I had a really good time last night. Like would love to hang out again. Are you like free this Thursday? Yeah. And make a plan. And then that way you already have a plan set. So if they like you, they're like, okay, cool. Like this guy already made another plan and he's like excited about it. And then you don't have to go through the back and forth, like all week and texting him. Cause I do understand how that could be like awkward. You don't even it's, know that's them. exhausting. I don't think like anyone our age, like really wants to be texting all day, every day. Exactly. And he doesn't want that either, yeah. but I guess he felt like a pressure to like almost do that. Cause he didn't know how to like make that next step. I was like, just text them. And then like the day before, like the, the date that you have set up, just be like, Hey, I'm like excited to see you tomorrow. Hope your week's going well. Like just want to make sure we're still on. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, he's like, that's actually a really good idea. I think that was great advice. Right. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I was like, Alexander, you, you realize like you have two sisters utilize oh, them. Yeah. Like use us for this. Perfect. Um, so anyways, he was like, I'm hoping that he like uses that because he, it literally, when I said this to him, it was like, I'm a genius. Like, I think he was the just light like, bulb went the off. light bulb went off. And I was like, wait, that's a good plan. Because like the texting, I feel like no one wants to do that. And it's stressful. And if you feel like that's not happening, then you feel like, oh, they didn't have a good time either. But unless like a plan is made, then you're like, oh no, they are interested. Yeah. I think my ideal situation is a text the night after the first date mm -hmm. saying like, if they're into you really like, wow. So had such a good time. Mm -hmm. You're the love of my life. I want to marry you. Mm -hmm. You know? Well, not yeah. really. you know what I mean? Text after the date, then make a plan yeah. to do something the next week, whatever. Maybe share a few texts like sporadically, but we don't need to be texting all day, every day. A few little communications. If like, let's say you talked about this, like, like TV, show or TV show or shrimp or whatever. Yeah. And then you're having shrimp. You said a picture of the shrimp or you're watching Yellowstone. Oh, um, you know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. Yeah. But, but then yeah, like make the plan follow up the day before and the day of be like, I'm excited to see you tonight. Mm -hmm. Bam. Perfect. Done. <sighs> yeah. Gosh, he's going to get a girlfriend in no time. If he fakes, takes your advice. I really think so as well. I was actually thinking this the other day, if I was a man, I would be fighting off women. I know. I, I would think be fighting too. them off. I would have so many women wanting to be my girlfriend because I am such a lover. But when, as a woman, it's like, mm, it's to claim. Mm. but I'm like, if I want to call someone, I'll call them. If I want to talk, text you, I'm going to be like, Hey, like, I'm very much like making a, I love making plans. Let's do fun activities. Let's mm -hmm. go picnics on the beach. Wow. I would be, I'd have too many girlfriends. <laughs> Can't keep them off you. Can't keep them off me. Anyway, um, what are you obsessed with, Christina? Okay, so when I was just in Miami also, oh my gosh, so many things to talk about. So I was just in Miami with my sister. We had like so much fun. And um, it was like a perfect trip because we were just by the pool or the beach all day long. Yeah. Then we'd go to like a really, really nice dinner. The dream. And then we'd come home. And like, we didn't really go out and party, which honestly I didn't want to do. Yeah. But we'd come home after like a nice dinner and like have all, so much fun. And then we would just lay in bed and watch Housewives together. 
And honestly, it just felt like we were kids again, almost like under the same roof, you know? So my sister like loves reality TV and loves the housewives. And she says like, oh, I've been watching uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey. And she started from the beginning again. She's like already seen it all. So I finally started watching Real Housewives of New Jersey. And that is what I'm obsessed with. (laughs) Let me just tell you guys what I have been missing. These women, it is like the most interesting reality show to me and like the most interesting housewives franchise because these women are so connected like if you watch like beverly hills or other franchises a lot of them like are friends because they're on the show yeah these people are family these people grew up together the drama is so insane and i like started watching it when like Teresa's husband was going to jail and then was in ice and got like deported to Italy. Like this is like crazy shit. Like this is crazy drama. So anyways, that is what I'm obsessed with. And it's just hilarious to me that it's in New Jersey. Damn. You've been talking to me about real Housewives for years and I've yet to watch it still. Yeah. You should. Any of them. If you're going to watch it, watch New Jersey. All right. Definitely. That is what I'm obsessed with. And also just like watching TV with my sister. Yeah. What's so oh, fun? So cute. Little cuties. What are you obsessed with? So I've been thinking a lot about the new skims campaign. Mm, I have so much to say. What do they call the icons campaign? Yeah. With, with Tyra, Heidi, Alessandra and um, Candace, Candace, which are <clears throat> all Victoria's Secret models. Like they were, those were the body ideals in the nineties. These women were the fucking standard. Mm-hmm. So I just was thinking about, I'm, and I, I want to hear your thoughts on it, Christina skims. I will say does a pretty good job with, I think size diversity. Mm-hmm. They have models on the website of like different size. You can see it on different sizes. Their campaigns usually feature a lot of different types of women. Um, so I thought it was very interesting. I felt like a little bit, it was again, glorifying. Why are we gl- yes, it's nostalgic, but why are we glorifying something now that we has identified as toxic? Okay. This is interesting. I didn't know that this is where you were going to go with this. Oh, were you thinking it was iconic? Okay. So I, I did think it was iconic in a sense because I just grew up loving these women. So it was like cool to see them all together. But I thought you were going to talk about them Photoshopping Tyra Banks's body. I mean, do you think they really did? Yes, definitely. Cause in one of those poses, I don't know. I I've posed like that. Like I I've, cause I saw that and I, I don't know, I guess maybe it, maybe it is. I mean, they Photoshop Kim all the time. So why they, yeah. they probably didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it wasn't like so, so crazy, but I was just like, I, I mean, I think they just Photoshop everything. So that's what, what I was like, Oh man, like that sucks. Like that they one didn't have like any size diversity and two, like maybe Tyra who, is the biggest is the biggest of them. They photoshopped her down. That was like disappointing to see. And I just, yeah. Yeah. But I, but I think too, just the idea behind it, it's like, why are we celebrating something that we would have been better? Like, would it have been cool to have like Ashley Graham in there? Who's like a little bit more of an iconic plus size model or, I mean, I get the idea behind it. They were the icons of the nineties, but it's like, what is, what is that doing? You know what I mean? Besides yeah. being like, oh, they, I, I, I personally, I just didn't, wasn't like, whoa. Yeah. Like it wasn't as like exciting I was or like, cool. Right? I was just kind of like, mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. So that's what I've been thinking of. My favorite thing about it is how Kim was like, I wasn't going to be in this campaign, but I just happened to jump <laughs> in by stop by and jump in. Like what? No, she a hundred percent was like, oh, I'm going to get in there. hundred percent. Kim is a hustler. She knew what she was doing. Yeah. That was my favorite thing. Oh my God. Wait, also, can I just say something else I'm really obsessed with real quick? Mm-hmm. So um, Amanda Hirsch, we had on the podcast, not skinny, but not fat. Yeah. I don't know if you guys follow her, but like, I just love watching her stories so much. She's hilarious. And she is like growing so quickly. And she just got um, to work with Hulu to be on the red carpet and interview the Kardashians for the Kardashian Hulu premiere. Yeah. And I honestly watching her living out her dreams just made me so happy and so excited. Yeah. And she, I just like it just to be excited for other women, like doing cool shit. Like that's just it's, such a, it's a good feeling. Do you know yeah. what I mean? To be excited for someone else. Yeah. 
No, I mean, she went from like, she's just a huge Kardashian fan and talking about them on fucking Instagram. Yeah. And now she's interviewing them on the Hulu premiere. Exactly. It's crazy. Um, what's your product of the week, baby cakes? Oh my gosh. The Fenty Heat Lip Gloss is amazing to the point where literally Steve thought I got um, lip filler in Miami. Really? Yeah. <laughs> He thought you got your lips filled in Miami. Yes. Damn. From a photo I posted Wait, with I this lip gloss. I have that. I should use it more. Yeah. I, I have it in two different shades. I will link them both because I Perfect. forget the shades now. Um, but I'm not even kidding you. Steve sent me a photo of myself. He's like, did you get lip filler? I, mean, I want to know what photo it was. I'll show you. Let me see. Um, and I was like, thank you. <laughs> You're like, thank you. But no, it's my lip gloss. And I just love the way it feels. Did you get a lip it, it does sting a little bit at first. I think I've gotten really used to it. Fucking dude. Burn. They don't even look <laughs> at see, me. He's me so dramatic. It was that photo. Oh no, they look pretty luscious. They do look luscious. Did you? No, I actually can see that. Really? Yeah. Did you get lip? Filler? Well, we'll have to post the photo on the Facebook yeah. group. Um, but yeah, he literally sent me like a screenshot and said that. And I just love this lip gloss. Amazing. Well, my product is also a lip product. What's your lip product? It is the Dior Lip Glow in the shade Mahogany. So I am like, when I find a lip color I love, mm -hmm. I kid you not, I'll use it for five years. I was on the Burt's yeah, You've been Bees. using this one for a while, right? Well, no, the Burt's Bees Suede Splash, mm -hmm. I literally used for seven years of my life, yeah. every single day. This is my new one. I am, if I don't have it, I've got, one in, my, it. I've got one in my car. I've got one in my bathroom. I got one in my makeup bag. I'm like, I got to have it everywhere. It is so good. It's like... I feel like just really compliments my skin tone. Okay, wait, I need to try it. But also I need to see if it's the exact same one that my sister had because I did not prank chapstick in Miami and I was using my sister's Dior lip glow and it was like super hydrating. It felt like lip balm. Yeah, it does feel like lip balm, but it yes. just has color. Yes, okay, it was so nice. So nice. And if I'm going out, like I'll add a gloss over it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Okay, so people need to get the mahogany and then the Fenty lip gloss. Yeah, over we, top. we got you bitches set. Oh, that oh, is a lips. lip combo if I ever heard one. Yeah, it is. That's a really good lip combo. That's a really fucking good lip combo. Um, should we get into today's episode? Okay, today we have on someone I'm a huge, huge fan of, Alona Mar. Mm -hmm. She is, okay, she's a USA rugby player and a fucking Olympian. Olympian. Okay, if you don't know who she is, after you listen to this episode, please go stalk her TikTok because she's hilarious. Mm -hmm. um, and she really blew up on TikTok during the Tokyo Olympics last year. She's hilarious. And she really caught my eye too, because she started playing rugby um, at like her senior year of high school into college and then was like a fucking Olympian, which is a huge deal. Um, and I really feel like she carried the coverage of the Olympics on her back last year. Um, and it really changed her life. So like NBC who? Yeah, seriously. Um, and she's an incredible role model for women in sport. And she really encourages women to just embrace their strength and athleticism. And I honestly wish I had a role model like her when I was growing up. So we are so excited for you to hear this conversation. So without further ado, let's welcome Ilona to the podcast. Welcome. We are so excited to talk to you today. I was just saying before we recorded, I am fangirling um, because you are like one of my favorite people to follow on TikTok. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Wow. I know. You know, you know, you know you're welcome. Um, <laughs> bye. Okay. So we, for people who don't know you, you blew, basically I discovered you through TikTok. You blew up basically covering the Olympics last year while you were there. Cause you're a freaking Olympian, which is no big deal. No big deal. You know, casual. Um, but now that you're like, what are we six, seven, seven months out? Um, after that, I know you like in the, obviously in the game, it didn't turn out how you wanted, but reflecting back on that experience and like where you are on TikTok now and how, where your life is now, like, can you reflect back on that experience and like talk a little bit about, how you're feeling now, seven months out. Yeah. So it was, I mean, a definitely cool time. So I was at the Olympics and I think, um, people just responded well to my TikToks because I was being very authentic. And I think we hold, hold Olympians up on a pedestal. We think of them as like perfect and they're always game time and it's always serious. And then I was showing them in the village, like, you know, we like to have fun and we, 
we thirst after people and we, we flirt and we are weird and funny. So I think that was what really resonated with people. And so it was kind of like all of a sudden in the Olympic village, was like an explosion of people watching my stuff from everywhere. And I was like, what the, this, what the heck's happening? But it was so cool. Cause it, I loved it because it got my sport out there. And I mean, we yeah. had record number of people tuning in to watch rugby sevens and watch women's rugby sevens that, that weekend. Um, just because it was like, oh, well, well, let me check out this girl I saw on TikTok. And then in turn, they checked out, you know, every other team. And I thought that was just amazing. And um, so we lost in the quarterfinals to Great Britain. And it was kind of this weird thing where you're, I, I'm such on, a, I was such on a high, like, I was getting so many fans, I was having articles written about me, I was making TikToks, and people were responding so well. And so I'm just on this upward, you know, climb. And then in our quarterfinal game, it just kind of like, once that game ended and realizing we couldn't go for a medal um, and all of your like hard work for three years, your whole life kind of just like ends right there was very um, depressing for me in a way, like to have done, I did so much great stuff at the Olympics, but I think I overshadowed it all by just one game Mm -hmm. and losing that one game. Um, So afterwards I was definitely pretty open with like, just being very sad. It's called like post-Olympic blues. A lot of athletes feel it, whether you win a medal or not. Um, but what's been so cool is what TikTok has done for me. And I, I always say like TikTok is the most powerful app out there because it's now like allowed me to, to make money and continue to meet people and, um, continue to show my sport off. So it, it was a wild time in the Olympics, a lot of emotions, but it did a lot. Yeah, clearly you're doing so much for, I feel like young female athletes and like women in sport in general, um, by talking about everything that you talk about and especially like women's rugby, I think it's like so fucking cool. Um, can you talk to us like a little bit about your confidence journey? Um, and like growing up, like for example, Christine and I always joke about it. <laughs> like, yeah, like I, so I, Christine and I, I'm 5'11, you're 5'10. Mm-hmm. So we're big, yes, we are big gals. Okay. And I remember I was in gym class and the weightlifting coach came up to me and he was like, Rayanne, you need to come out for shot put. We need you on the shot put team. And I was remember being like, literally so embarrassed I was like oh my gosh no like I feel like that is not like that's like social suicide like I felt just like I was fighting so hard against being like a big strong girl and I oh my gosh I regret it so much so I'm just wondering if you ever experienced that or what like your confidence was like especially in regards to your like athleticism and your body growing up yeah, hundred percent. I feel like we have a lot of the same shared experiences just growing up big. Uh, I'm five ten, like, you know, 200 pounds. And it's like, just, it's interesting that we, at least myself, I grew up not wanting to be too masculine or, or manly appearing. And so I never lifted in the weight room in high school, middle school like that. I would don't even catch me in there. Cause I was so afraid of like getting bulky and becoming even more manly as it were called. Um, but I think for me, I was always just a natural athlete. So it was always something that I was, would do. And I was very good at, so I never told myself, or I was never like scared to play sports. Um, because it was like, athletes are set apart. I think they're like, put, Oh, you're an athlete. You're like, you could be the smartest person in the room, but if an NBA player shows up, it's like, Holy, sh- that's, that's the real deal. And so mm. it's kind of interesting that we put these athletes on a pedestal. So I was uh, always athletic and I always played sports. And I think that was a really good way for me to like l- kind of like my body. Cause I, there was a purpose for it and there's appreciation for it. But like for a lot of my athletic career, I just never understood like, Oh, why am I the fittest one of the fittest on the team? Why am I the fastest? And I look this way. Why am I bigger than those other girls yet? I can beat them in a race. Um, and then I think with the shop thing, it's the same for rugby is there's so many stereotypes around rugby Um, and like, I think that deters a lot of girls from even trying out rugby, like, Oh no, no, you're that's a, that's a manly sport. It's a men's sport. You know, you, you gotta be this and that to play it. And so that's one of the things I want to break down as well and show that like you can be feminine and play rugby and there's, there's room in it for everybody. Uh, because it even, I think sometimes I even got a little bit embarrassed to try out rugby there for a minute and like tell people, Oh, I'm a rugby player. But now like. I'm so proud to be a rugby player. I'm so proud to be this powerful and this big. I think that's something we talk a lot about all the time because similar to Ray's shop at story, the same exact thing happened to me. And then also in college, like my first week, 
I was approached to like join the crew team. Like I've never done, I didn't even know what crew it was, you know? Um, but the same exact thing. Like I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I, I just thought about it as like a masculine sport and like, mm -hmm. that's ridiculous. So I know I, you're doing such a good job about talking about like being feminine and strong at the same time. What are like some obstacles that you feel like changing that conversation that like women don't have to be small or petite to be feminine? I think it, well, it's been interesting. It's been a, a lot of stuff on my TikTok recently. I posted this one video, like it was like a campaign for Buick and, um, they boosted it. So like everyone could see it and the amount of hate comments I was getting on it, other women who were getting on it. So we were at like a couple of us on this uh, campaign and like, we were getting absolute hate comments because the, the campaign was like, it's time that endurance can be girly. And it says like, it's time that strength can be feminine that was like the background noise and like the amount of just men, like weak-minded men and like boys just commenting on that was absolutely insane. And so it's so mm. wild to still see it. Like, I think these ideas of like feminine, masculine, like it's, it's such a interesting topic right now. And like, for me, it's like getting to define my own femininity. Like I think feminine is like, okay, relating to, if you define yourself as a female so that what, what you feel is feminine for you. Um, and so that's for me is like being strong, but also being, um, you know, wearing dresses going out like that to me is how I feel. And that's how I kind of think of as feminine, but it can be different for, I feel like any other person, like people can have that power to dress how you want, feel how you want. Um, and still be, feel that good in yourself. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's so crazy how like you're saying you were getting all these comments from men and how a lot of these ideas of like a woman should be like small and feminine or like small and dainty or whatever it is. It's to be attractive to a man. It's yeah. kind of how it is. And it's like so messed up. Like it's like, why, why are we like chasing this thing that honestly will never be like satisfied? But also like yeah. that's just like a such a small like population of men that feel that way too. And I don't know if it's like, maybe because I have a husband who's like a big, strong guy, but like, he like loves like a strong woman. Like, and I feel like he's like empowered me to feel stronger too. But then I, I get comments too, that it's like lose weight or like you look like a linebacker. You know what I mean? So it's like, that guys like think like the ultimate way to diss you is to be like, Oh, you have big children. You're a linebacker. Exactly. Mm. I'm like, Oh, cool. Yeah. Original. Or like calling someone fat. It's like, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's can we, it. That's what you got. Can we get some That's new insults? That's bullying we have out here. Right. But I, I feel like men do appreciate a stronger woman. I think it's like us two to realize, and not that we have to like do anything for the male gaze too, but to realize like the people that are making those comments are like such a small group of people who are obviously like talking from their own insecurities hundred percent. And I think that's, what's interesting is like, as a young girl, I was so insecure because I wasn't getting a lot of attention from boys. And I was like, Oh, what, what's happening? Like my, I just, I wanted that. And I just didn't understand why it's happening. But I think people forget that it's such a, it is such a small population. Cause I get a lot of attention from men, like men who are confident and secure in themselves are down for it. And it's just these insecure men who are so afraid of, I'm not even sure what, like of a strong woman doing what, but like, I, I even say it, like, I don't even need a tall man. I'm good with like a five, nine, five, 10, if they're funny and confident. Cause I'm like, let's go. I think that can, that, you know, entertain me. Um, but it's so <laughs> true that there, this idea that men only want like feminine or like petite, traditionally feminine girly women is like so wrong. And mm -hmm. it's like been proven. I'm like, we all here can prove that men <laughs> want us. Yeah. And it's like, too, like, even outside of that, I think it is interesting, like, why, like, like what you said growing up about, like, how you were like, don't understand why I'm not getting attention. Like, I hate that so much of it is around that, but we are creatures like who want relationship and especially like we want, you know, to be attracted, we found attracted, but I just think it's like so cool how we're, and because of people like you redefining what that looks like. Um, yeah. and I think it's, it's so, so important. Um, and like my dad's a rugby player and he always wanted me to play rugby. <laughs> and again, like the shot put, I was like, 
Yeah. Absolutely not, dad. But he has friends who are female rugby players and they're all just like fucking badass and cool. And it's like, why we, we can't put ourselves in a box before we like, we don't even let, I give someone else the chance. Sometimes we do it ourselves. Wait, I'm saying that like you guys both had rugby experience. Cause like growing up in New Jersey, like that was never an option like that. And I just think that's so cool. And I know that you were like, you didn't, play rugby growing up your entire life. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that you started in college, correct. And then, uh, yeah, like senior of high school. So mostly college. Okay. And then are an Olympian. Like that's, that's so crazy because I think that for us, I mean, I grew up thinking like anyone who's super successful, at least as like an athlete is they've been doing it their entire lives. Like they've been groomed. Yeah. Like you watch like the Tiger Woods documentary and he literally was like with his golf clubs at like two years old. Yeah. Well, that's what's special about rugby is that, um, in America, you know, we're like sports, 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 play sports. Uh, but rugby is a sport that it's not that big in America, but it's a great athlete sport. And rugby sevens, what I play is a great athlete sport. So because I played all those sports in high school, like softball, feel lucky basketball, um, they all have like led to me being a great rugby player. Cause I was able to like be so multifaceted and take skills from every one of those. Um, so I have all these people who are like, Oh, you know, should I start rugby? I'm I'm already 22. Uh, I don't know about it. I'm 30. And it's just like, yes, you can start rugby at any age. And like, I know people who, who started that they were seven, or they started when they were 50 years old, but rugby has this place for literally everybody and every body type. And that's just, I think is what makes it so such a special sport. Like, did you ever think when like you would go to the Olympics playing rugby? Not playing rugby. I was, um, I always thought about it just as an athlete. Like, yeah. I think every, you play one sport and you're like, mm, maybe Olympics, but I always thought about it for like field hockey or, you know, something like that. But I, I come from Vermont, which is not a big sports state and, um, finding D one scholarships was, is very tough going to Vermont schools. So I never thought about it. And then I just tried out rugby and I was like, Oh man, okay. I'm like, re- I'm pretty good at this. And then it still was never in my head until maybe like middle of college when I was like, okay, maybe I can do the Olympics. And it was just, it's a, it was a wild ride. And I'm so happy that I made the step to try out rugby, uh, because it like, it changed my life for, for the better hundred percent. I think that's such an uh, inspiring part of your story because it's like not too late to go after something. Right. And like you started this in essentially college and went on to be an Olympian. Like, I think that's such a cool lesson for people to take away. Like if there's something you want to do, fucking go for it. Right. Like that's incredible. And it changed your life. Yeah, no, I expect like for it really any sport, anything, like even TikTok, like um, people are like, Oh, I don't know if I want to get into TikTok. I'm like, just do it get into it now. Like do, do things. It doesn't really matter. Like people are going to judge you literally for whatever you do. So just go for it. I know that's easier said than done though. Cause I remember when I started like my blog and like content creation in general, I was so nervous of like thinking about what the people I went to high school with, who I literally Mm. don't talk to, don't care about thought of what I was doing. Do you know what I mean? So I guess like do you have any advice for like the girls are, that are in their head a little bit thinking about people who probably like don't give a shit about about them? Oh, I, and that's like I literally am somebody who th- like needs everyone to like me. Same. And I'm such a <laughs> welcome pleaser. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> like I think everyone is like I don't. I think everyone cares about what I do, and I'm like no one cares. No one cares what you do. You know, like after a night out, I'll be like, oh my god, I can't believe I did that, and I'll. <laughs> It's like everybody else does dumb shit like that, too. So they're all thinking about themselves. And I think uh, I'm almost trying to get out of that. I'm really trying to learn to not need everybody to like me. And that's almost I don't know if it's a skill, what it is, but I'm truly trying to learn that because like I don't like everybody. Mm -hmm, There's some people I just don't like. So why am I expecting everybody to like me and being comfortable in that and being comfortable in that mindset? Um it's very tough. And then I think the next thing is just like realizing, like I had to kind of say this mantra is like everybody else has their own issues in their own lives. So they're not thinking about what you're doing most of the time because mm-hmm. they've also had weird nights out of the bar. They've also done stuff that they cringe about. So it's kind of like realizing it's, it's your own life. And while you're living yours, everyone else is living theirs. Yeah, literally me this weekend, I was like under my anxiety blanket, replaying everything I said and did from the night before after I had way too many cocktails. And I was like, I'm a fucking idiot. Oh my God, yes. why did I say that? Why they do that? I'm like, uh, I'm like, chill the fuck out. Like, ran, calm down. <laughs> but it's so it's, relatable. 
it's wild because I do that. I swear to God, like after every night out, <laughs> I do oh, that. Yeah. But, like I don't stop. I never stop. <laughs> well, like you're still We're thinking fun. about things from a couple years ago. You're like, ooh, ooh. that night out. <laughs> Literally me. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, I think like even just talking to you now and I've obviously known from following you on TikTok and like just hearing you speak, you're so your confidence is like contagious. Um, do you think being an athlete has helped you be like a very strong, confident woman? A hundred percent. And I think rugby specifically has helped me to do that because um Rugby, again, is a sport that really, like, wants everybody in it. They want the big girls. They want the short girls. They want tall, you know, whatever size you are, they want it. And you're celebrated for your size. So wow. me coming in, it's like, oh, man, look, you're you're really big. You know, they'll, they'll say that to you. And, like, <laughs> young low would be like, what? <laughs> you know, but mm-hmm. now it's like, you're really big. You're going to be amazing out there. And so it's almost for me, I think what's helped me to get confident is, like, no, having a purpose or having a, a something to do with my body, body to show what it's capable of and to really appreciate it. And I think my confidence has really come from also just being around confident women in general. I think um, they they help you out to see like by seeing their confidence kind of like, like contagious again, and you want to feel that as well. And I have some amazing teammates on my USA team are just so confident. Like one of them, Naya, she's a Leo as well, like me. Um, I knew you were Leo. Uh, are you a Leo too? Look at this. Oh I'm wearing God, a Leo see? shirt. <laughs> oh man, not good. <laughs> so she's Leo too, but I think like being around confident people is contagious. And that's something that I want to do for others is like be confident, so confident enough that it's almost contagious for them. Like if they could take just a, a slight bit of my confidence and like, you know, use it for them because, but I don't feel confident all the time, but I just fake it till I make it. <laughs> I think faking it till you make it is like something that people joke around about, but it's so true. Yeah. It like, and when it comes to confidence, when it comes to business, when it comes to like everything, faking it, it till you make it really, truly. And like, I think, you know, after like, again, as you're saying, after those nights out, I'm like, Oh God, why did you do that? But it's like, I'll see them the next day. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, Hey, how are you? But in my head, I'm like, Oh God, what did you just do? But <laughs> yeah, like it's that, you know, you, it almost helps yourself. You kind of trick your mind into thinking, yeah, you're okay with this. And like, it just really, it's kind of, it takes practice for sure. This sort of confidence, because I was definitely not this way. I don't think I really came into it until I probably graduated college was mm-hmm. when I first started to figure it out because throughout I was never, never like, I think I was maybe slightly like this, but never, still very unsure of my confidence, but now I'm very uh, sure of it. Besides your teammates, do you have other people that you maybe follow on social media or like celebrities or just other people in your life that you looked up to as far as confidence? I mean, even like TikTokers like Rianne, like it's been so interesting to see like women who are so okay with their bodies being at a certain weight. Like, um, I think we, we, even when I step on the scale as an athlete, I'm like, oh man, you know, it said 200 today, but I'd love it if it said 195 mm-hmm. yet. I just played my best rugby tournament at 200 pounds mm-hmm. and I was the, the strongest, fastest out on the field, but I'm like, oh, but what would, wouldn't it be great if that said a little lower number? So like seeing other women like that, who are so okay with not wanting to be thinner because on TikTok, you're also flooded with these, like, have you ever seen those before and after? And like the before yeah. is like still beautiful. And then the after is like just skinnier. And you're like, yeah, there's some oh. weird before and after videos on TikTok. I'm like, what, who, what? Like, it's like one very, very beautiful, slim girl to just like, she's still very beautiful, like m- much slimmer. And I'm like, oh God. Yeah. It's wild. But it's, I think seeing those and seeing those people online, cause like you're flooded with all of that. So if you can just see like a couple of people who are like so confident in, and they're not trying to lose weight or they're not trying to do all this, I think it's just really helpful. Yeah. I think the weight thing is a really big thing because growing up, I just remember like a 200 pound person is like what a big man weighed. Like, yeah, I always thought of that. And yeah. I just remember being like, I honestly, like, I thought you like, I had to be under 150 pounds and I'm like over 200 pounds now. And honestly, I feel great in my body. And I look in the mirror and I like the way I look. And then I see all these other women who I admire and I find like sexy and confident and like look great over 200 pounds too. And I'm like, how did I grow up thinking that someone my size naturally should weigh a hundred under 150 pounds? Like there was a time in my life where like, I was like, oh, I need to weigh 140 pounds. Yeah. That's insane to me. That's insane. 
Yeah. Sorry, I'm laughing. I'm over here at 218 being like, I could not imagine. And, and I think just like even talking about it, like we are now is huge because I think I mentioned on another podcast that I weighed like 218 pounds and someone messaged me and was like, wow, like you have no idea how much that changed for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and I don't know where we got this like fixation on weight. Like I'm sure we can really like, I'm pretty sure it was deep. my mom's first yeah. magazines because yeah, I probably. remember those specifically. Yeah, probably. But like, I don't even know where we're going with this now, but yeah. We're big women but and this that's idea hot. That, like we're like five ten and we like we should be thinner than that. It's like I can't imagine me at like even 180, but we are just so conditioned to like need to be thinner, thinner, thinner. But yeah, there is a point where like there's like a natural weight that just works for you. And like I'll eat whatever I want and I'll do like I'll eat really well and I'll stay at like 195 and then I'll eat like pretty not so well and I'll still be at like you know 197. So it's like I think there is a natural weight for your body where you just gotta find that and like it takes a lot of practice and it's like a roller coaster as well to find that. But like not all bodies are meant to be slim. Yeah. And it's just such a fable tale that we're told that it's like you want to be as slim as possible. And that's how, that's how beautiful that's how you're going to be beautiful. Yeah. And, and speaking of being like smaller physically also like figuratively, I know you've talked about kind of like this worry you have about being too much. And when you said that it really like struck me because Christina, Mm -hmm. I've I've talked about this. I've talked about this with other friends where as women, we have this like fear of being like too loud or too much. And how have you worked through that and been able just to like fully embrace your personality and like all that you have to say. Yeah, that's, I think that's been the more tougher part for me because I've definitely been like told at times, like I I can be too much and I'm like told to quiet down or like, can you just stop talking or whatnot? And so that's, I think is what now I'm, I'm really okay with the almost, I'm getting so much better with the body confidence thing, but of course that's still a journey. But like, I think that's my personality, something that I'm very self-conscious of still in a way, because like, I'm somebody who wants to talk. I want to meet people and I want to like crack a joke here and there. And I want to always be saying something. Um, So I'm not really sure how I'm like learning to combat it, but I guess it's just going back to the idea that not everyone is going to like me and not everyone's going to vibe with me and being okay with that because not everyone's going to find me funny and not everyone's going to like want to spend time around me. But like the people that I want to spend time around will Mm-hmm. Um, like me for that. Um, it's, it's definitely a def- a battle that, you know, I go through when you say like, you're like worried about being too much. Is it more just about like female friendships or is it about like fi- finding men or like a partner who will think you're too much too? I almost feel like it's more female. Mm-hmm. I feel like, cause, um, I, I, I'm on a team sport, so I'm around a lot of women all the time and I want my teammates to like me and I want them all to, all of them to like me. Mm -hmm. And you're, you spend eight hours a day with them. So it's like, and it's a different setting than most work settings in that you're very close and it's almost like a, you, you're just constant with each other. So I think it's definitely from them that I, I don't want them to get annoyed with me because we're all together every week or when we're on tour um with men sometimes I like even last night I was I was kind of we were sitting all together with this like one guy that was pretty attractive and I was like chill out because I just kept (laughs) making jokes and I was like "Lo, you calm down um afterwards I was like yeah uh but and then I'm like man should I like should I tone it down when I'm around men I like and then and then I just have to tell myself like no because that's who I am yeah so any guy that I like had better like that because I wouldn't change myself for a man. Disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Gag me. Oh my gosh. I relate to that so, so much. I think that like, well, for me, it's like always when I'm around women, I'm like, oh yeah. Like I just like vibe, feel like I can be myself. But then when I get around men, that's where I get into my head as like a straight woman dating men, Um, which I died at your TikTok when you were like around the men, like the male rugby players and you're like listening to them and you were like, why did, why did God make me attracted to this? (laughs) (laughs) But like, I try, like I feel, and this is something I really had to work on was like stopping from like changing myself to be like what I think they will find attractive hundred percent it's wild that we and that goes back to the thing of like oh no men only want the quiet girls who just will laugh at what they say Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of men maybe do like that but there's gonna be guys who don't like who want somebody who makes them laugh and who's funny and who's loud and 
out there. So like, I'm still, honestly, I'm still looking for him. Girl, I haven't found him yet, yet. but <laughs> I was like, but I think he's out there. <laughs> I honestly was really manifesting an Italian man for you. Me too. I was really but hoping. Then I saw them and they were, you guys saw 365 days. No. Oh yes, yes, yes. Well, honestly, just some scenes. Okay. <laughs> None of them look like him. None of them look like him. I felt lied Damn it. to. Damn it. You're like, wait, what's happening? This is that not the story I was sold. I want hundred yeah. percent only watch the sex scenes. Oh, I watched that. the whole thing because but I rewatched the sex scenes. Okay. You yes. know? Storyline, yeah. not that good. Sex scenes. Great. Yes. We love them. So the second one's coming out soon too. I know. Perfect. We need to have a watch party. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, we talk a lot about dating on here because I'm dating and mm-hmm. I like to talk about it. <laughs> I think our audience is too. But um, how is how has dating been for you? Like um it's been okay. <laughs> like I um I was just thinking about it in the shower. I'm like, is it me? Am I the sound? <laughs> you know that TikTok sound? Yeah. Um, I like feel like I talk to a lot of men, and I'm like always like I'm messaging them. They're messaging me, but I feel like they're all everywhere is not close to me. So like I'll talk to one over here and one here, but they're not not close to me in San Diego. Um, it's really hard for me when I go into a bar. I'm like I look around. And I'm like no one really strikes me mm. when I'm in bars. And so that's like tough for me is like finding somebody who really I'm attracted to. Cause if I, if there's somebody in the bar that I'm like attracted to, I will make a point to go up and talk to him. Um, datings are right. I went on one, like couple dates recently, but like, again, I feel like you can find, feel a vibe in like five minutes, the first five minutes the with first your guy. And then you're like two seconds, yeah. 20 yeah. seconds. Wait, real quick. Okay. Because I feel like a lot of women like want to approach men that they find attractive in bars, but like don't even know where to start or like what to say. So like, Mm -hmm. what's your opening line? If you see someone across the room that you think is really cute, like how do you approach that? Yeah. Um, I approach it. Okay. So I kind of approach everything as like, Oh, I'm not actually trying to hit on this person. I just approach it as like, Oh, I'm trying to meet this person. And I just want to like be friends with them. And I have a uh, very high success rate, I would say. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Well, we need specific. But we need the what's line. So she's I like, I can't tell like, you. I don't. I don't like getting like into myself. Like, oh, hi. <laughs> I'm. I just go up to them <laughs> as though I'm trying to be like their friend. Yeah. And I'll crack a joke with them and be and like try to get on that level. And I think on that level, then you can then kind of read how the vibes are like, oh, is he is he into me or not? Or because if not, if he's not into me, you've read it and you're like, OK, cool, then I'll just keep chatting and we can just be friends through this. OK, OK, OK. But I need a specific thing. Like, what are you making a joke about? Is it like his outfit? Is it like what he's drinking? Or are you like, oh, you're a margarita guy, huh? Or like, what are you saying? What am I saying? <laughs> what are you saying? Don't hold back on us. We need we need the advice. It's always a joke for sure. Um, Is it circumstance? It's probably circumstantial. Like it might be circumstantial. I'm not sure. I just know that like well, I get most of my I get most of my action like after rugby tournaments where there's just a ton of rugby guys. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, you're living my dream my life. Work. <laughs> I'm signing. That's it. I'm signing up for rugby. You should sign I'm up signing for rugby. My Girl. dad would be so happy girl so i go to these like rugby tournaments with like all of these national teams argentina spain oh my gosh wait this sounds amazing when are we coming to watch you no we actually okay continue sorry i'm getting too excited (laughs) no no it's good it's like island all these teams are there so you have like the fittest most attractive guys in the world (laughs) in this one this one area so like that's a really interesting time is that i'll just go up to them and be like very buddy buddy with them and then you can just read the vibes you're like okay Mm-hmm. Are you trying to make out or something? <laughs> um, I think it's really just like, I don't really know because I haven't really done it recently in a bar. I've done it mostly at like rugby tournaments, just like going up to a guy and chatting because it's very, it's very scary, but I have to find some way. Either I'll like get my friend, I'll like get pull my friend and like, let's get closer to this guy, you know, and she'll mm-hmm. be like, okay. And then like, while uh, while I'm next to him, I'll just say a quick thing and see how he's reading it and see if he's into me. And then like, kind of go from there so it's like all about to me i guess i'm really into vibes i'm a vibe person just like reading what he's throwing and like okay i'll throw it back to him but i do pride myself on making people laugh and like men laugh i think i can i have i think i they think i'm funny so (laughs) i use that as a skill 
As you should, as you should. You. I actually have a funny story I'm going to share um, about one time when I tried to hit on a rugby player. Oh my so, God, so actually, I think you used to play, didn't you play for the Eagles in Denver or the Raptors? Yeah. What was his name? Oh my God. No, I can't even remember this. Was, so this was years ago because we went to go watch. And anyway, the Raptors are like a big team in, in Denver. Yeah. Like that's where rugby is like pretty big. Anyway, it's Glendale is like rugby town America. Yeah. It's crazy. So is that where your dad plays. Um, he's plays in an old boys league now okay. because he's like fucking 60 years old, but, mm -hmm. <laughs> but they have played there. Anywho, after the game, we're at the bar, whatever. Cause after rugby games, people kind of always go to the same bars. I yes. don't know. It's weird. Like the rugby culture is really big. Like everyone is like, who rugby culture. And so I'm like with my dad, my family, but all these rugby guys, old, young, whatever, this guy is so hot. So my sister and I are like, come on, let's go off up to him and be like, let's do a shot. And that seems like a good idea. Rugby players usually like to drink. Mm -hmm. We go up to him and we're like, do you want to do a shot? He's like, it's 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And I was like, <laughs> oh, Ooh, okay. That one hurt. Backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. I was like, what the heck? I never thought in my life a rugby man would turn down a shot from a beautiful yeah. woman. That was a find hard loss him, for me. Find who that is. Send send me the send that to me to. and I will roast him. I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to. But there is, it's like, again, specific, like, you got to read because rugby guys like are so, um, how do you say it? Dumb. Um, <laughs> and like, even at these, like after rugby tournament parties. So yeah, it's kind of like, it's a weird culture where we all go out together. So every team that's in the tournament will be found at like this one bar. Um, it gets very dangerous for me. And that's where most of my cringy moments come from. I will say, shoot me. <laughs> um, but these also like one thing I found is like as a young girl, I think I held these men up on like a pedestal and thought they were so cool. And like, oh, God, these boys are so cool. And they they know everything. And and so like that's I had that mindset. And so I'm trying to also get myself out of that mindset is like yeah. boys are almost more awkward than we are. Totally. And they're just as insecure as we are as well. We just totally. think that they're more secure. Mm -hmm. So I use that a lot as like this guy, it also is like super insecure. So like I using my own confidence, hopefully contagious can help them. But with rugby guys, some of them think they just are so cool. They think to themselves, I'm a rugby dude. So just honestly for the best that he didn't accept the shot. Oh, thank you. Thank you for validating me. I needed that. I appreciated it. I feel like we need your dad to set you up with a rugby player. Oh, I try. I'm like, dad, feel free to hand out my Instagram. If you see, you know, <laughs> he was like, what age range? I'm like, honestly, I'm getting pretty desperate. I'm like <laughs> zero to the grave. I don't even care at this point. I'm like, you're like, now, as, you, out of college. And do you have a thing for height, Ryan? Okay. So this has a, been a big thing. I okay. literally one time Christine and I were talking. I'm like, I am just not meeting anyone on dating apps. There's no one there. I've run out of people. She's like, well, okay, what is going on here? What's your height set at? I, I was literally like, look at her app and I'm like, Rayanne, she has her height set up at six, five. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you know how many men are six, five in the country? There are like 10 of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She so, limited herself so much before I said I would never, ever, ever date a guy shorter than me. But I am currently kind of dating. I don't even know. Ugh, we can't get into it. Uh, a man who he says he's 5'11", but he's 5'10". I haven't broken it to him yet, but he's 5'10". <laughs> so okay. I'm getting more up to it. What about you? Girl, these... I, w I, don't, I wouldn't go that short, but these shorter guys... <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I was going to say like 5'7". No, I go for like even 5'8", 5'9", 5'10". I go for those You guys. would go for a 5'8", guy. Yes, I would. Okay. There's something really hot to me. Like whenever you see like um Joe Jonas and his Yes. Wife, yes. You know, there's something super attractive to me about that. And like that man who's like so confident enough that he'll go for a bigger yeah. girl. Like think about it. These six, five dudes have been told all their life. That's what girls want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have been like told like, Oh man, all the girls are going to go for you. So they don't have to work hard because uh -uh. they can just get them. So they're not that funny and they don't have the best personalities. Now the shorter guys have had to work their whole life because their whole life <laughs> they've been told they're not good enough. <laughs> they've been told like, you're right. Oh, no, girls only want taller guys. Mm -hmm. So they work hard. They spit game. They're funny. They work hard outside, inside the bedroom. I, I'm all for. <laughs> you are literally the doing the guys. Lord's work for the for the short men out right now. Wait, I kind I of. Have I'm really trying to bring shorter guys, <laughs> short kings into 2020. It's short king spring. Didn't you hear? I told that to a few of my friends, guy friends who are shorter, and I was like, no, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. But I think I need to be careful using short king so much. Do you guys kind of feel like it's the same thing with men with hair? Because I feel like 
guys who don't have great hair or who are losing their hair or balding are super insecure about it. And they work a lot harder too. And the, they're funny. Yeah. I feel like a man who has flowing, gorgeous locks is like, every bitch wants to run my, their fingers through this head of hair. I don't have to do anything. I'm set. I do feel very bad about guys who are balding, but I do think they work very hard as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if they just shave it and rock a confident bald head, oh, it's I just hot. was like, come on, just shave it, bud. Yeah. If you I rock a baldy, oh, <laughs> I feel like we should tell them that like <laughs> girls would rather just have a bald head. Yeah. Like, maybe we'd be fine with bald head. Maybe it was your own choice, but by like just trying to cover it with a hat and do that whole thing. It's like, we know what's happening, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what are we going to just let me just run my hand over your bald head instead of, <laughs> you know, through a few wisps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. OK, I love how this just turned into like dating gossip. Um, OK, what is next for you? What can like what's what's happening? What's on the horizon that you're can't wait excited for? Um, I mean, just training right now and I'm um, doing a lot of training and getting ready for next tournament in Canada. And I think I saw you guys are applying for like sports illustrated as yeah. well. Yes. We have you heard anything? Can you say anything? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, 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 that's something I really want to do. And I think, you know, probably you know, same as you, I saw you and I was like, fuck yes, they need you. Well, I did it. The one, like a casting thing on swim search earlier this year. And then like, can you do this one weekend in March? I was like, no, do you have any other weekends we can do? And they're like, ah, no. Oh, I was like, oh. Wait, why didn't you I know. do it? You couldn't do it. I had a game. I had a tournament. Mm. And like to me, sports yeah. comes first for that. Like just yeah. uh, it's my job as well. So I was actually just hot on a call with them today. And like, that's something that I really want to do. So I'm like, I'm going to submit it again to the whole TikTok thing and see what I can do. But like that, I just want to show that like athletic and like muscular can also be very sexy and uh, I think that can be a great platform for it. So like all fingers crossed all around for us three. Yeah, seriously. Wait, picture us Miami swim week walking for sports illustrated. How fucking sick would that be? Hopefully you don't have a turn week. I need to look that up. July 14th. Perfect. Okay. I'll take the days off now. Um, <laughs> Get ready. Um, no, but I, I, that's something like I really want. And like, I'm, I'm pretty much annoying everybody about it. <laughs> I'm like, I meet somebody. I'm like, do you know anyone that's at swim SI? Do you know anyone at swim SI? Like that is that. just something I, I really freaking want. And so I like, so do you ever get scared to like say something? Cause it won't happen. But then you like, you do want to say something cause you want to manifest it. Yeah. Totally. A double-edged sword there. Yeah, I go back and forth with that stuff all the time. But I honestly think that like people don't know what you want unless you say it. Unless you say it. Yeah. And I feel like you do. I think you need to talk about it. Yeah. I think you need to keep talking about it. Mm -hmm. Keep tagging them. Well, that's what I was doing. Like my TikTok followers have been a little, have been a little annoying to them on TikTok too. I'm like, yeah, guys, listen to the young teen girls. (laughs) They want me. (laughs) They want me. I can't, we can't fight it. Listen to that one woman from Canada. She loves me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Also, okay. Do you have any um, selfishly for Christine and I? Are you playing in California anytime soon? I'm playing possibly in LA in August would be the next time. And it's a me- the men's are there too. Shut up. Up. Perfect. We're, we're going. going. No, we're coming. We are going to, yeah. oh, I'm going to freak out. I'm going to make a huge poster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a fun time. That is the rugby culture too. It's just like drinking fun. And like most rugby people, except for that one guy you met at the bar. Are great. Yeah. That guy loser. Well, thank you so much. This was so fun. We cannot wait to see you in person in August. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Afterwards at the bar. <laughs> Afterwards at the bar. And we can all make fools of ourselves and then not feel bad about it the next day. Yes. No hangover Perfect. anxiety after a night out. Perfect. <laughs> well, yeah. It, to me, it comes on like two days afterwards and I'm like, oh, no, you, you were, did that. You were the you? life of the party. Just you. Were. I, I really am. Dare I say, like, I should chill. <laughs> I know this about myself. I'm like, no, you don't. I made out with five people that night. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Yeah, what? I tried to get as many countries as I could, you know? <laughs> okay, we need to go out. What? That sounds so fun. I haven't been like that since I was in college. Holy moly. Dang, girl. I love that. Um, well, thank you so much. We are so excited to see what's next for you. And we just appreciate you coming on and um, giving us some of your time. Yes, thank you all. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. So I always love talking about confidence. This is great. We love it. Bye.
All right, should we get into our ask away? Let's let's do it. Okay, so ask away with Ray and Kay. I have a new job and I'm loving the people, but it's 100% remote and I'm finding it hard to make true deep connections with work friends through a screen. Any tips? Mm, that's hard. That is hard because I feel like one of the best things about work is the people you're working with and having like relationships with your colleagues. Yeah, well, hopefully. Hopefully. I would say if... If you are in the same city, ask to go get a cocktail or a coffee with them. Like, don't be afraid to do that. Like, if you can, I don't know, that's hard. I don't know if you're in the same place. I think that's a good idea if you are in the same place. If you're not in the same place and there's like a couple people you're vibing with, I feel like when you're on like work Zooms and stuff, I feel like a way to like build a deeper connection or just like a more of a rapport with someone is to like side slack them. Like yeah. side, side, side chat. chat. Do you know what I mean? Side chat. Yeah. Like either you're making a joke about the bot, your boss or like whatever, maybe not your boss. No, I don't think we should encourage that. <laughs> maybe you're not making a joke about your boss, but you're having like a side chat. Like, Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Or like, yeah. Did you watch the Grammys? Like do you, how hot is Jacob already? I don't know. Like something like fun. That's like, could be a separate conversation. And I also think that like, honestly, I know this isn't COVID time, but I feel like you can still ask, be like, Hey, you guys want to do like happy hour? If you're in different cities, like via Zoom. Mm -hmm. I used to like, I actually love doing those via, on COVID. Like it was a good way to connect with people. And I yeah. feel like if you're not in the same city, that's like a good way to like get to know people. Yeah. But if you work remotely and have had any good success with this, post in the Facebook group, because I think this would be a good combo. Because obviously Christine and I, now as we're saying this, I'm like, we don't really, that's kind of hard for us to answer. It is. But I think this would be a good one for in the Facebook group for some people to weigh in and share too, who work remotely. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. But I think like one thing I think too, like your coworkers, like you can have fun with them and like be open, like obviously keep it professional, but also like, it's okay. Maybe this is really bad advice, but I'm just um, thinking, um, I tell people to like <laughs> to talk about their boss. I on think the what side. you should do is side chat about your boss, <laughs> which your boss can probably see is no. what we just said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but I do think like just making it conversations like light and not necessarily all about work is what yeah. you need to do. Yeah. But I guess, yeah. Side, the side chat, that's our only advice side chat. Or if you're in the same place, ask them at happy hour. Or yeah. coffee. Or do like a happy hour, like Zoom situation. Yes. Those are our advice. And then hit up the Facebook group and let's see if um, anyone who works remote has any good ideas as well. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Love ya. Love ya. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us.